0: Welcome to the New Testament Daily with Jerry Dearman, where Jerry reads a chapter from the New Testament and gives us key insights and life applications along the way. For more information about the Solid Life Journal and reading plans, visit solidlives.com. And now, let's get into today's reading.
1: So, some years ago, we had Pastor Jack Hayford come and do a series actually on the Book of Revelation and he said something that I'll never forget. By the way, I, I just have always enjoyed the scholarship of Jack Hayford. But he said, I've heard him say in the past, by the way, let me just say this, and then I'll come back to what I was saying. He said that the book of Revelation is a book of worship, and it teaches us how to worship God. But this particular time, he said this. He said, the book of Revelation was written... To prepare the church for the tribulation period. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but you know, I, I really like the idea of the pre-tribulation rapture, where the church gets raptured before the tribulation starts. As I read the Bible again and again, and have studied it from different angles, I've even taught pre-tribulation rapture series before, so I know those verses. They're uh, they're very you know familiar to me. However, as I continue to just read the Bible and let the Bible speak and say what it says, I continue to not see it that way, though I would love to see it that way. And so, uh, Pastor Jack shared that the book of Revelation was written, at least one primary reason, to prepare the church for the tribulation period. And this is a parallel to Passover once again, as I've identified these various parallels that Dan Juster Uh, brought out. And that is that uh, Moses went and prepared the people for what was about to happen to Egypt. And even so, it was devastating and uh, scary for the Israelites. And they almost wanted to tell Moses, get out of here. In fact, they did at one point say, you're making it worse for us because things got worse before they got better. And for the last generation uh, that will be here when the second coming happens, Things will get worse before they will get better. But the great news is, once Jesus comes and they get better, they're going to be better from that point on. Praise God. Okay, so here we are, Revelation chapter 8, and we're picking it up really from what was happening in the sixth chapter when the Lamb, Jesus, was opening the seven seals of the scroll that was in the hands, hand of Father God. And we opened six, he opened six, and now we're going to get to the seventh seal. It says, when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. Isn't that amazing? Just silence for about a half an hour when he opened the seventh seal. Verse two, and I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and to them were given seven angels. Trumpets. Think about that. There are seven angels standing there, and they were given each a trumpet. Verse 3, then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before The throne. So here's uh, another angel coming with a censer, and this censer has incense coming out of it, but coming up with the incense are the prayers of the saints. So, in other words, these angels have been assigned, among others, to continually keep the prayers uh, in the atmosphere of God. Before him. Well, who initiated that? God initiated that. It is God who wants to remember these prayers. It is God who wants these to stay before him and for him to, in essence, smell the aroma of these prayers so that he doesn't forget. Why? Because he's a faithful God. God is a prayer answering God. And so, this is why you see prayer and worship in the book of Revelation because God is designed for these prayers to continually stay before him so he can answer these prayers. So it goes on to say, now in, let's see, picking it up in verse 3 again, Then another angel, having a golden censer, came and stood at the altar. He was given much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar, which was before the throne. And, verse 4, the smoke of the incense... With the prayers of the saints ascended before God from the angel's hand. Then the angel took the censer, filled it with fire from the altar, and threw it to the earth. Isn't that interesting? Now, John is seeing this pictorially. He's watching, as it were, a video of this happening. Or really, it seems to him like it's really happening through this censer with fire in it to the earth, and there were noises thunderings, lightnings, and an earthquake. I mean, it caused a a major, I mean, uh, explosive response. Verse six, so the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Now I want you to notice, I told you that I believe the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls are in chronological order and play out through the tribulation period. But notice this seventh seal was now broken, the last seal on this scroll. And what happens? Silence for 30 minutes. And then this happens with the angel with the censer and the fiery censer with fire in it thrown to the earth. And it it causes this uh, horrible response and reaction to the earth, devastation. But then here As this seventh seal has been broken, now these seven angels with trumpets prepare themselves to sound. Verse 7, the first angel sounded. So they're not going to all sound off at the same time. They're going to sound off one at a time. The first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. And a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Wow. So... Obviously, these are still judgments of God, and you can see from the seals, now the judgments are getting more intense. They'll be even more intense, I would say the most intense, with the seven bowls to follow. But notice, a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass, so now all the green grass of the world has been burned up. Boy, talk about major. Can you imagine what it will be like on the earth during this time? That was the first of the seven trumpets. Verse 8, Then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood, and a third of the living creatures of the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed." Wow, something like a burning mountain falls into the sea. And it causes this devastation, including a third of the living creatures of the sea being dead. Verse 10. Then the third angel sounded. And a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the waters because it was made bitter. Now, let me just stop right there, and uh, I take a risk in sharing this, but uh, but because I I uh, recently heard about it and read a little bit about it, uh, and it has to do with this. I just wanted to make this known to anybody there, though I cannot verify this. I'm not corroborating it. I'm just mentioning that this is something that is happening right now. There's a man, a believer, by the name of Tom Horn. T-H-O-M is the way he spells his first name. And he has recently come out with a book called The Wormwood Prophecy. And this man has had God speak to him in times past and uh, have seen many supernatural things come to pass that God had shown him in previous times. Well, uh, some time ago, he had a very vivid, I believe it was a dream, maybe a vision, but a dream. And he saw uh, an asteroid actually hitting the earth, entering the atmosphere and such, And slamming into the earth. And he says that his study, after receiving this from the Lord, his study and research has revealed several interesting things. I cannot corroborate these things because I haven't looked into it enough. But because we're hitting this, I just wanted to let you know, and especially because this is quite a serious prophecy. He said that his research has discovered that uh, NASA and others in astronomy are uh, really conducting a massive cover-up right now because there is an asteroid that has been identified, and he gives the name of what they called that, but uh, Apophis, if I remember right that is barreling toward the Earth, and it's being said that it's not going to hit the Earth. But uh, he said that he believes that it is coming toward the Earth and that there's a cover-up not letting this be known. He also says, it sounds so far-fetched to tell you the truth as I'm saying this, but he also said that uh, this is part of the reason for the new U.S. Space Force that was launched and such. Boy, this sounds like such a ridiculous conspiracy theory. That I feel a bit awkward bringing it up. However, you know, there's got to be a generation at some point that these things come to pass with Uh, the first coming of Christ. I mean, all those centuries, uh, the Jewish people, they were wondering, well, is that ever going to happen? You know, is is the Messiah ever going to come? Well, he did there was a generation when he came, and guess what? They weren't ready for him. And by and large, they didn't believe him or receive him. And the same with the second company. There's the coming of Jesus. There's going to be a generation when he comes. But I just think it's interesting, and you can look it up for yourself, but again, I can't corroborate it, but Tom Horn said there's a major cover-up as to Uh, the likelihood of this asteroid hitting the United States, he actually calls a date, April the 13th, Friday, April the 13th, in fact, 2029. And uh, he believes that his study of Revelation chapter 8 is uh, is identical to what he has studied would happen in the event that an asteroid was entering the atmosphere of the Earth and slamming into the Earth. And so he has some scientist friends that have actually said that several of these, like the first four, would all potentially be related to an event like that. Well, again, let's get back to the scriptures because I can't corroborate that. But uh, in the event that there's any truth to this, if I were you, I'd want somebody to at least mention it. So let's get back to this now. This wormwood Uh Tom Horn's actually the one that pointed this out to me, that the word star here in the Greek is actually the word where we get our word asteroid, which is very interesting. So the name of this star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the water because it was made bitter. Verse 12, then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. So, once again, uh, Tom Horn said that scientist friends of his have uh, said that they believe that these are related events to this one major event. Verse 13, And I looked, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. That means that's a warning. That's a warning of judgment. That's a warning of something to come. Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. Uh, let's see. Because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet, the three angels who were about To sound. So we've had four angels blast and these devastating things happen to the earth. And then here's an angel flying and saying, Whoa, you think that was bad? Wait till you see the three that are happening. There's a warning that's coming that these next three blasts of the trumpet are going to be also severe. Okay, well, that's chapter eight. Some of these chapters are rather short, but oh, I tell you, they're powerful. Folks, This is the time where we need to be right with the Lord. These are the times where we need to be walking in truth, walking in obedience, making sure that we're right with God and inviting people to come to know Jesus. These are the days where we need to do this. God loves us. He's warning us about these things. He's warned every generation about these things, but now it's our turn. He's warning us and telling us Jesus is coming back very soon. It's time to be ready, and it's time to invite others to come into the grace and the love and the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow.
0: Thank you for joining us for the New Testament Daily with Jerry Deerman.